Um, hello, everybody. My name is Teresa Fowler, and I'm a self-love mentor and author of the forthcoming Self-Love Revolution Manual, Breakdowns to Breakthroughs. Um, I'm also an energy healer, a reflexologist, um, yeah, health and wellness coach. <laughs> so how long have you been in the fitness industry? Um, about... What was it? 2010. So six years now. Yeah. And you, what was your journey? What got you into the fitness industry? Um, basically, it was, it was, yeah, definitely wasn't planned. Um, when I turned 43, had a bit of a trauma that happened in my life. My father died from um, pancreatic cancer that was brought on from years and years of diabetes. Um, diabetes runs in the family. And it was something that I was always told that I'd get, you know, oh, it runs in the family, it's genetic, you know, every time I went to the doctor, they tested for diabetes. And about six months before my father actually died, I got the diagnosis and thought, okay, that's it, going to have to start injecting myself with insulin, you know, saw the path. And then something just hit me. It was, it was during the time I went to see him and, um, went to chemo with him and something just hit me then I thought I can't do this <laughs> it just hit me I thought I can't do this and um so soon after he died I yeah something just hit me I just thought I've, I've got to get healthy if I don't do it now then I probably will never do it and um let's see what happens I, I just want to get healthy and I ended up losing almost 100 pounds and um yeah just just felt the energy felt amazingly alive um did it through just eating real food and exercise and really got caught the exercise bug and um so decided to become a personal trainer i thought it was a good challenge for me and uh yeah so that's how i got into the fitness industry as well so then you could help others with the same journey Absolutely, because that was my whole thing, you know, I didn't start until, you know, basically mid-40s because I'd grown up, even as a child, I was a fat kid, and um, so my whole thing is like, it's never too late to start, <laughs> it's never too late to get healthy and enjoy your life, never. So you've said a few times, get healthy, what does that mean for you and what was your lifestyle before? Um, <laughs> I had one, one personal trainer tell me that my previous life I was a toxic waste dump <laughs> and pretty much <laughs> pretty much I was um I basically I grew up in America in the 1970s where you know fast food and convenience food was the new thing and so everybody was doing it um people stopped cooking at home and it was all takeaways and ready meals and so that's that's how I grew up and um as an adult, I never taught myself how to cook, so it was always frozen pizzas and things, and that's when I ate. And then when I wasn't eating, I was drinking a lot, a lot of alcohol, um, smoking 60 cigarettes a day, oh, wow. and yeah, yeah, generally being completely unhealthy, a toxic waster. No exercise whatsoever. You know, I used to, you know, I'd see a bus coming and I'd go, okay, how long will it take to get the other bus? Because there was <laughs> no way I was going to run for it. Um, walking up a flight of stairs, I was out of breath. So, uh, yeah, 
that was that was a mess. That was so an how do you mess. feel now, having made such a big change and done it consistently, and yeah. you know completely changed your life? How do you feel talking about that now? Amazing. <laughs> it feels absolutely brilliant because you know my whole thing is it's never too late to change. What I it's definitely a mindset switch because obviously I dieted like crazy, you know, yo-yo dieting, let's try this diet, let's try that diet, starving yourself, you know, you'd lose a few pounds, but then it would come straight back on again and more. Yeah. Um, it was literally that switch because when, when I thought about getting healthy, it, it, it wasn't about weight loss. It was, it was quite funny. The weight loss was like an added bonus. So this first part of your journey led you to write the book. That led me to write my first book, yes feel like shit how to stop getting fat yeah so tell us about <laughs> um, that book yeah but, well somebody had said oh you should start a blog and I thought oh. my previous job I was a journalist I was a journalist for 25 years um and I thought oh right okay yeah a blog yeah so I'll start talking because I got really passionate about the food that we eat once I realized that the food that I was previously eating was contributing to making me sick um and once I started eating real food and understanding the importance of food, you know, the, the earth gave us what we are supposed to eat. <laughs> you know, the earth has provided everything for us. But we've been basically conned into believing that food, food-like products, you know, which come in shiny packages in the supermarket are real food, and they're not. Um, so that became a real passion, and I started to write a blog but then realized that I had enough <laughs> had enough content to actually put it into a book and to share a bit of my journey with it and I thought well this will help people so this is my way of giving back. So how long ago was it you wrote this first book? Uh, that was three years ago. So yeah. what sort of feedback or success stories have you had from readers? Oh amazing amazing the, the best ones are like oh my god this book has changed my life that that's yeah that's absolutely brilliant. Just, just, just knowing that I helped one person change their life is amazing. But yeah, I've had loads and loads of really good response from it. So uh, then, when yeah. did you change from doing the whole nutrition and weight loss thing into the loving your body thing? It was into self love. Yeah. Well, because it's still been a journey. It's still been a journey. I. It was only about a year ago. Um, through one of my coaching sessions with a, with a really good energy coach, um, that I realized that I had my, my, even though I was really happy in the new body and had more energy and was feeling a lot better, I didn't love the new body because I was still criticizing myself, looking in the mirror going, oh, well, perhaps, oh, well, you know, didn't go to the gym last week. Oh, my jeans are feeling a bit tight. And I'm, I'm still having all that negative self-talk about my body when basically, you know, basically I should be looking myself in the mirror every day and going, you go, girl, you lost a hundred pounds. Yeah, go, you did girl. amazing. Yeah, but, but I wasn't doing that. I was criticizing my body. I was happy in myself, but I was still criticizing this actual flesh suit. But this is the hard thing. When you're on such a long journey, how do you know when you've got there? You know, how can you say there is an end point? I don't think there is. <laughs> this is why a lot of people may lose a lot of weight and then still they're unhappy. And still they're unhappy. Because exactly. maybe there was something else that was the problem. 
Absolutely, and I think it, I think it's even more difficult for people that end up, you know, having gastric band surgery who who lose it in a very short space of time because because at least it, I mean it took me about two and a half years altogether to lose that, and my body at least on a cellular level had time to get used to it, which which you know, in general it made me a lot happier. I was definitely a lot happier, but that whole really getting into the core of my self-love wasn't there. And I think that's a really hard thing for somebody who, who's had gastric band because they lose the weight really quickly and then they're left with lots of loose skin and that that inner self-loathing or, you know, not self-loving is still there. Yeah, it's a really hard thing. And I think it definitely is a process. Life is a process <laughs> that we have to embrace, the good and the bad. It's, it's difficult, but... I definitely agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> so the journey that you've been on so far is obviously a long one. You've changed so much within that journey. What has yeah. kept you going? Obviously, you must have had your ups and downs along the way. And just talking about it now, in a sentence, it sounds so easy to go from, you know, 100 pounds weight loss. Talk me through a little bit of the journey and the ups and downs and keeping yourself motivated. Yeah, the ups and downs. Um, well, yeah, probably about three years ago, I completely admitted to myself that I'm a sugar addict, um, which is still an issue. <laughs> I, I think that's only because unlike, you know, say a heroin addict, a heroin addict has to actually, you know, call their dealer, actually go out to get, get the drugs. They have to make an effort to do it, whereas a sugar addict, there's sugar everywhere. There's sugar absolutely everywhere in absolutely everything there's always somebody who's like bought a box of cookies or has made a cake or you know baking colleagues is a nightmare for <laughs> you know, trying my cupcake and it's like um, <laughs> it's like no i'm on a ju i'm on a juice fast today you know it's 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 a challenge it's a it's a challenge every day and i but you know i suppose just like an alcoholic is challenged every day, you know. Yeah, well, the difference being that you actually need food to live. Yes, yes. So it being the hardest <laughs> addiction. Exactly, we need to eat. Um, and, and that thing is, it's mainly about preparation. I have to prepare all the time. If I'm traveling, I even have like a little bag of nuts and, <laughs> and dried fruit that I take with me. Because, you know, you never know if you're out and about, you never know, and it's easy for everybody else to go grab something to eat. But, you know, even grabbing a sandwich and boots, it's just full of sugar. <laughs> People don't realise, you know. Yeah, or grabbing a sandwich in any other place. Exactly. <laughs> there oh, are many other, other places. Grabbing sandwich anywhere, yeah. <laughs> I don't But, yeah, talking of sugar then, because you mentioned before you were a diabetic. Yeah. Are you still diabetic now, or have you changed... You managed yep, to get yourself symptom-free. Yep, not diabetic anymore. Not, uh, I don't need to be gluten-free either. Um, I had a gluten problem, but I think that was more of a glyphosate problem. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't suffer any food issues anymore. Definitely That's amazing. Because so yeah. many people have lots of issues with food and gut health, don't they? Do you exactly. specialize oh, gut in anything? Health, gut health is so important. So important. Um, and that's, you know, that's the main thing that I 
do as far as my own food health. I make sure that I take decent probiotics and make sure I keep that gut healthy just in case I do have a sugar binge because they happen every now and again when you're stressed um, that my gut stays healthy and doesn't get overloaded with all that bad bacteria, definitely. That's so how very- do you, in your new um, positive way of thinking and self-loving, and you just mentioned yeah. there about having um, like a sugar binge one day, how do yeah. you then turn that around? Because most people probably listening to this may have moments where they have binges because everybody's you know, lives normal lives and they have stressful moments and they may slip up on their diets or whatever. And then they feel incredibly guilty and shame and, you know, all of that kind of thing going on. How, how do you deal with that now? Um, I deal with it now that if, if I'm in that situation, it's just like, right. And a little bit of a binge. I don't binge as much as I used to. Obviously when I do binge, it's, it might be a packet of, you know, a small packet of cookies, not like a giant family size box. But I allow, I allow it to happen. I allow it in me to happen, and I don't beat myself up about it. Because it's like, okay, this has happened. This is how I'm feeling now. I, I try to enjoy it as much as possible. <laughs> so yeah, you may like, as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, I won't, I won't be sitting there eating it going, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm like, mm, yeah. you don't look me cookie and try, and try to really enjoy it. Yeah beat myself up about it and realize that tomorrow's another day i might have to do a green juice smoothie day but <laughs> but tomorrow's another day um yeah we always have another day to start with and do you allow yourself to have things every now and then every so now you and don't then, feel yeah. like yeah. if you're restricting so long that you'll then have a binge because I find no, that yeah, no, causes it, binge. I don't binge like that because I, I, I find that if you restrict, 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 then you're obviously going to binge at some point because your subconscious is going to grow sick of this. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas if I just allow it, you know, whenever it happens, I allow it for myself or I allow myself to go out to dinner with a bunch of friends and we all have pudding. I'm not going to go, no, I'm not going to do that because you have to live your life. Um, but yeah, when you have it, enjoy it and don't beat yourself up about it afterwards. That's, that's the main thing. So how did you turn your life into um, self-loving from self-loathing? From self-loathing to self-loving. Yeah, it's, it's been a huge journey. A huge journey, um, and part of that whole self-loving process. Once I realised that I didn't love my body, I kind of had to sit and take a good look in the mirror, quite liberally, <laughs> and 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 tell myself that I love myself. I started with my hands because my hands have always been, you know, the part of me that have always, you know, I was a journalist. I've been a writer. I've played instruments, um, I heal people with my hands. And so I sat there going, all right, my hands, they do all these really cool things. I love you hands. And I literally sat there telling myself I loved myself. And even every morning now when I'm putting on my oil or whatever, I'm like, I love you, thank you for being you. You know, I, it helps, <laughs> it helps. Because I didn't look at a mirror for 20 years wow. when I was really big didn't even own a mirror. I didn't want to see myself. 
But it's funny you say that because um, like in my own journey, I've had that process of hating myself. But yeah. whilst hating myself, I looked in the mirror constantly. <laughs> constantly. Wow. Yeah, so it's like the complete reverse of what you're saying. And I know other yeah. people as well. Yeah. Who are very picky about their bodies, the little yeah. bit here or there, and just constantly checking and checking. Exactly, yeah. But I, yeah, I didn't want to look. And then when I realized that I was checking, but criticizing, so it's just like, no, no, just, just stop with the criticism. And yeah, of course, you want to make sure you look nice and look good. But the, yeah, it's the self-criticism. It all has to do with that negative self-talk, that self-sabotage that goes round and round in your head. Um, yeah, but for me, it was—it really was just look, taking a good long look in the mirror and realizing that I was actually okay. <laughs> I was actually okay, and it was okay to love me. How and, long do you think it took to go from self-loathing to loving? Ooh, about eight years. And, and do you feel now, like you said, even daily, you still say nice things to yourself, but do you feel, oh, do you have yeah. bad days every now and then? Yeah, yeah, I do. But I don't tend to criticize myself in those bad days anymore. Um, you know, because life, life has its ups and downs. And I think that that's the way it is. Life is an experience. You experience the ups and downs. But I don't, um, I don't give myself such a hard time not even half as much as I used to. Um, and yeah, that, that was really just accepting me for being me. And that means the dark bits as well. You know, the bits of ourselves that we don't like. Th that was probably the hardest bit because I literally had to face <laughs> my dark side. Yeah. And go, okay, I accept you. <laughs> do, you do you agree that those, the dark bits, you know, they're there whether you're fat or thin? Absolutely, absolutely. So They're changing your shape and size doesn't really it has take those away. No, no, it has nothing to do with your shape. Yeah, what a lot of people call the shadow side. Yeah, the shape, size, color, male, female, does not matter what you are. Everybody has a shadow side because everything's duality. You know, everything's good or bad. Everything's yin yang. It's, it's, it's part of who we are. But most of us will go, oh, well, I don't like that bit about myself, so I'm just going to put it over there. <laughs> and forget, just put it over there and forget about it. But what we don't understand is that, you know, we are big energy fields. It's not just this body. We have big energy fields. And those emotions that we don't like, that we hide away, or the pain that we hide away, they're still trapped in your energy fields. <laughs> and until you deal with them, all that self-sabotage and negative behavior and blah, 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 that's going to keep going round and round. You have to face it. And I think that's where a lot of people fall down because they don't want to face the bits about themselves that they don't like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think that some of it comes with age, though? Um, I, think, I think a lot of it comes with age, the wisdom part. But what I will say about that is, <laughs> is because I've had so long to dislike myself, you know, there were like 47 years of like self-loathing, but that's a lot of basically stuff to get rid of, yeah. um, whereas somebody who's younger, so in a way, 
this. Eight years, you know, isn't that long, really, considering the length of time you've been very true, the other way. Very true. Um, yeah, that is very true. But I, th I think it would be a shorter journey for somebody who's younger, who didn't have so much stuff. Yeah. Emotional, basically, what, baggage. you know, what, 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 baggage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't have all that emotional baggage hanging around, so it would be easier for them to do. Well, not easier, but it wouldn't take as long. So, how has it changed your life, your personal life, and then also your business? Um, it's crazy because it's because I I did struggle with the whole fitness industry. Um, you know, because I don't. I don't have that fitness industry, you know, the, the look of the 25-year-old's, you know, fitness model. I, I didn't have that look, nor was that the look I was after. But I think I always felt a fraud because I didn't look like that. And, yeah, it just didn't, it just, it just, there was something there that just didn't work. Um, and so I battled with it for a while, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll do the mindset stuff, and I battled with that for a while. And then when I just went, mm, I love myself. Oh, I can teach about self-love. Oh, my God, how ridiculous is that? It seems so silly. <laughs> but then once I started talking about that, people were like, oh, I need that. And I went, oh. And it just kind of completely, <laughs> it just kind of completely fit into the energy work that I do with people anyway. Um, because when, you know, when they come and sit in my chair and I'm healing, helping them heal, um, there's a lot of, nobody sits in my chair and is quiet and falls asleep during treatment. It's like a therapy. <laughs> One of them said to me last week, God, I'm coming to you like a, like a therapy session. I feel amazing when I leave, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like, and I just realized I was telling them the same thing. Plus, all these opportunities started coming my way just as I was, you know, as I was coming out of my shell and saying, right, okay, this is me. I love myself. And yeah, these are my icky bits and I don't care. I love everything about me. And the people I meet, I just meet amazing people now. I don't, I don't seem to attract people that, you know, have an agenda. Um, yeah, my relationships are a lot better, a lot easier. Um, life is more fun. <laughs> life is a lot more fun. And do you find you get a sudden amount of confidence? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because I... I feel good about myself all the time. Um, yeah, I generally feel good about myself all the time. I had, a, I had an off day last week, and I was like, hmm, that's making me feel a bit off. And, like, usually I'd be, I would think, oh, well, yeah, it's this and that. And I was like, no, I, I sat with it. I sat with the feeling and thought, no, I actually feel quite good. <laughs> so there's something out there or something, maybe it's the weather, whatever, but... I actually feel quite good. I, I always feel good about myself. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But I do practice. I, I have little practices every day. I, I sit with myself and meditate and I have a gratitude journal and, you know, all these little bits and pieces that can help you feel a bit better about yourself. And it's, a, it's the same thing, isn't it? You have to do it all the time. Absolutely. You can't stop. Can, consistency is key yeah. and as I explained you know 
I'll explain to people, okay, do you have a gratitude journal? Oh, well, yeah, I did it yesterday, or, you know, I haven't done it for a week, and I try to explain to them, okay, well, just like you go to the gym <laughs> to develop your biceps, <laughs> you have to do consistently do your mindset training to develop your brain, because it's a muscle, and it's had all these years of all these negative thoughts and things, which neuroplasticity has proven that, you know, it causes little... Um, circuits in your brain that keep reinforcing the negative stuff because your subconscious mind is so much more powerful than your conscious mind and it looks for things even though you're not consciously aware of them to reinforce the stuff that you don't like. So because of that, you need to keep feeding it the good stuff. So it's creating those new neuropathways, neuro isn't pathways. it? Absolutely, absolutely. And you can actually that, change that your brain. Absolutely key. Yeah. 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 So you've done a lot of work on yourself, haven't you, with, with other coaches as well? Yeah, absolutely. What, what would you call yourself now as a coach? Because we've mentioned you being in the fitness industry, but I see you more of a coach now. Yeah, I call myself a self-love mentor. <laughs> yeah. And you have a group I, on Facebook? Sorry? Tell us about your group on Facebook. Yes, the Own Your Health Self-Love Community. Um, well, I have an Own Your Health Community as well, but the self-love community, that, that's, that's where my um, focus is at present. It's, uh, yeah, basically it's a community just to help people feel better because even on people's Facebook feeds, there's so much stuff coming in and noise and, you know, things you don't want to see and there's, there's so much negativity out there and we just need to tap into here a bit more, <laughs> to tap into it. Because I, I truly believe, because everything has just gotten so much better once I allowed myself to find the love in me. Yeah. Um, that I truly, truly believe, this is why I've made it my mission to help people love themselves more. Because I truly believe, you know, that, that energy that we send out, the more we love ourselves, the more unconditional love we can feel for everything. I mean, I'm, I used to be afraid of bugs. <laughs> I really don't like creepy crawlies and things. But, like, I even find myself now, oh, okay, there's a fly. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's see if we can shoo it out the door. <laughs> like, I found myself, like, with a beetle on my finger a couple of weeks ago, and I was looking at him going, okay, I don't particularly like you, <laughs> but I'm not going to kill you, so let's go outside now. You know, I, I just have this unconditional love just for being here. You know, every time I wake up in the morning, I got this one from Wayne Dyer. Um, when I put my feet down in the morning, I put one foot down and say thank, and I put the other one down and say you. So I wake up and say thank you. I'm alive. I'm alive. Fantastic. It's amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you woke up, you're alive. This yeah. is a gift. This is a gift. And, and we, so many people take it for granted. I took it for granted for so long. Um, yeah, just being alive is a gift. So um, if you could give somebody like five top tips, what would they five be? Five top tips. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first the first one they're not going to like at all. Turn off the TV. Seriously, turn off the TV. Go for a walk, read a book, um, 
you know, sit, just sit in the park and listen to the birds tweet, you know, just, just get away from the TV because the TV is only feeding negativity into your brain. It's feeding negativity into your brain, which is just reinforcing those negative neuropathways. Um, and I truly believe it's not called television programming for nothing. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, negativity and negativity. So turn off the TV. Um, number two would be to learn to sit with yourself. And, and, you know, if you're feeling bad, if you're feeling anger, if you're feeling pain, sit with it. Try not to put it over there somewhere. Don't take a pill to not think about it. Just just sit with it because it's trying to teach you something. I, I, our bodies, whenever they give us a symptom, whenever they give us a feeling, that's, that's like the universe, <laughs> you know, knocking on your door going, there's a lesson here. There's a lesson here. And you might not know what the lesson is, but just sit with it and be with it. Um, number three would definitely be to eat real food because your body needs nutrition and if you're feeding it with you know processed food that's not giving you nutrition then that's just going to fog your brain it's like when you have too much um, you know milk chocolate <laughs> milk chocolate treats that it just makes your brain foggy and you can't think properly um, so yeah definitely eat real food um, let's see, four. Find something that you like. Find find a little practice that you like. Just like just like fitness, you know. Some people can't stand going to the gym. Okay, well, do you like dancing? Yes, I like dancing. Okay, then find a dance class to go to. You know what I mean? So so find a little practice that gives you that get, you know gives you the power to um be good to yourself so it could um, be learning something new couldn't it like even learning a language or doing some exactly, art exactly we're, we're here to grow yeah. <laughs> we're here to learn and grow you know there's this whole thing you go to school and then you go to university and then you go out and get a job and that's it this is like no <laughs> we're here to create and learn and learning brings more opportunities and brings more people into your life and yeah really really helps you grow um yeah, exactly. So find something that gives you a practice. And the last one would be self-care. Um, I, I know this is a big problem, especially for women, especially for like mothers like yourself, when you're like, you have a job, you have kids, you're trying to run the household, you're trying to cook dinner and everything, and you just have no time. But, but you need time for you. Everybody needs time for themselves because if you're living, it's that old um, analogy of being on the airplane. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I think it was you that told airplane. me this to begin with. Sorry? I think it was you that told me this, and it's I've said it to so many people yeah. since. It's so true. Exactly. When the mask comes down and they say, oh, yes, okay, in case of an emergency, put your mask on before that of your child. I know for a parent that would freak them out because they want to save their child first. But if you don't save yourself first, nobody's going to save your child. So you have to look after yourself. And even if that's only five, even if you only have five minutes to paint your nails, you know, just something, just to look after yourself, 
just do something for you. Do something that makes you feel good for you. Because you have you're the one who's in touch with you and only you know what you want. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Most of us, you know, I'm guilty of it growing up. Yes, it was different growing up in the 60s and 70s, but, you know, growing up, I did everything that my parents wanted me to do. And I think that's where a lot of my inner frustration and, and self-hatred started because I, I couldn't express myself because I was always, I was, I was too scared and I was always doing what they wanted me to do. And then I went to school and I did what the teachers wanted me to do. And then I went to church and I did what they wanted me to do. And I completely lost myself, completely. And it took me a very, very long time to uh, find me <laughs> and accept me. Well, I think those are amazing top tips. You're obviously speaking from a lot of experience. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so if anybody wants to hear more, like your book, follow you on Facebook, Twitter, anything, do you want to leave us with a few Yeah, places? you can follow me on Twitter at SizeDrop. Um, that's S-I-Z-E-D-R-O-P. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Teresa Fowler, and also at the Own Your Health Self Love community. And uh, I'm also on Google and LinkedIn and all that stuff. So, yeah. All right, fantastic. And I'll be sharing all of those on the 921.8 Hayes FM Twitter page as well. Fantastic. And the book, the book should be out by the end of the year. I'm almost finished writing it and just have to go off and get it published now. Amazing. Yeah, Thank exciting. You. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome, Nicola. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it.